The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. What's your favorite scary movie? Hello there and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. I hope you're all okay on this day before Halloween. Um, tonight I am joined by Matt, the station manager. Hello Matt. Good evening, how are Good you? Good evening, I'm very well thank Good. you, very well. Very excited, I love horror. and it's I just, do. It just feels just right doing horror. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so um, today's tea of the week is my Gremlins tea. I know it's horror so I'm going to be doing a bit of... Wearing a bit of Gremlins today. Um, I'm also wearing my film and TV show hoodie, which uh, both were done by Sorella Print. So if you need any custom T-shirts or custom hoodies or anything else, speak to them at Sorella Print because they are really, really good. Uh, follow them on Twitter as well. If you're not following us on Twitter, please do, at the FTV Show. Also on Instagram, Film and TV Show. And on Facebook, FTV Show. There's also a WordPress as well where I do film reviews. Uh, and reviews of Comic Cons as well, and you can find that on uh, filmandtvshow.wordpress.com. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, thank you very much. It's massively, massively appreciated. If you haven't hit subscribe, please do, um, and leave us a review as well, because that will be amazing, because it really helps to move us up uh, in iTunes and Stitcher and everything, so it means that people can find us more organically. Um, that would be amazing. Thank you very much. Um, so as I said, we're talking about horror today, So because it's Halloween tomorrow, we will be talking about a couple of uh, a couple of horror films that I really really like, um, and some that are a little bit a little bit out there that people probably don't really remember or don't realise. So, uh, so I'm hoping there's going to be a couple of films that uh, that a few of you might actually think, do you know what? I might give that a quick watch. Uh, as you can tell by the uh, by the music that was playing just subtly underneath, um, which was the Halloween theme tune. Uh, absolutely love Halloween. That's where I want to start because obviously tomorrow is Halloween. Obviously, Matt, I've got to start with the original against or the new one. I don't think I've really ever sat through the new one because why would I want to? Because the first one is, it was, I think it was designed as a low budget sort of film, wasn't it? I don't think they spent a lot of money on the original Halloween, but... No, not the original one. They didn't, no. They they spent barely any money. I think it was yeah. something like uh, half a million dollars. Yeah, not much, that. yeah. And it's almost perfect as a horror film. Because it is, Absolutely. it's such an atmospheric film. It's a, I love John Carpenter, absolutely love his films. And it's probably his best film, I would say. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree. I mean, I think it was very clever how he did the first one and the second one because he filmed them back to back. Yeah, he did. It's, it's, it's not so well known, really, the second one. And I think it was a long time before I sort of saw the second one. But not as good, I have to say. No. But... Like I say, it, it, the first one was so so good, so perfect in every way as a horror film, and and the atmosphere, the music, it's literally a two or three keys, isn't it? And and it it just 
it invokes that film. As soon as you hear that music, you think of Halloween, don't you? And it's absolutely. And to me, like I say, I thought the acting. I mean, horror. I think is the hardest genre to do. I really do. And I think he gets it spot on in everything he does in that film. I really do. He does. And, and I think with the film, um, I know you touched on the music and the music that was playing was, was Halloween. And that mm. was, like you say, it's just a couple of keys. Yeah. But the way that it's played, it's so eerie. Mm. And you listen to it and you think, oh, that's actually quite frightening, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. But what I also really, really love is the casting that he did. Because I think that casting Jamie Lee Curtis uh, alongside Donald Pleasance was, mm. I think, brilliant. Because at the time, Donald Pleasance was really well known. He yeah. was, very, you know, he was, he was kind of like the... Um, I don't know, James L. Jones of his time, because mm. he, he had a lot of presence. Yeah, lot of gravitas. He did. He, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And yeah. one of the best parts about the about Halloween was this, and, and this gets me every single time. I loved it. This is probably the best bit of dialogue, and it really drives home just how evil Michael Myers, who is the protagonist, really is. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason... No uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I mean, that is just, just the delivery of that is just so... Brilliant, isn't it? Really? It is. And, and yeah. the beautiful thing that John Carpenter does, with, especially with a lot of the dialogue um, that Pleasant actually delivers, is he adds that little, those little keys underneath yeah. it, the little undertone. Yeah. It just adds so much, doesn't it? Less, less is often more, and in this case, it, it, it certainly is because it evokes that eerie, scary atmosphere. I often think to actually really scare someone in in a film is very, very difficult. Very difficult. You can put lots of gore on the screen, but we're immune to that, aren't we? Yeah. I, I, I can see bucket loads of gore, and I just wouldn't blink an eyelid. But that is a truly terrifying film, I think. And 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 surely for a, a horror film to be great, it's got to scare you because if it doesn't, it's not doing what it should. And that's one of the, the few films that I've seen. And, and I, could, I could watch it now. I've seen it thousands of times, literally. I could sit and watch it again all the way through. And it's such a great film. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a, a genre-leading film, isn't it? So many other films have copied it since. And, yeah. and that is showing how great a film it is for me. And, you know, it's, it, Michael Myers, you know, as a character, he doesn't do much because he doesn't have to, does he? No. Because he's, he's meant to be that personification of evil. You know, like the little clip you just played there, is his, his eyes are, you know, dead, dead eyes. And it, it just evokes so, so much, that little clip. And, you know, I just, I just love the film. I just think it's a fantastic film. And, you know, I've, like I said, I don't think I've sat through the remake because I think I've watched bits of it here and there as you do sort of thing. Yeah. But. I mean, Halloween has got a terrible franchise after the second one. I mean, the third one is probably is one of the worst films ever made, which is Season of the Witch. <laughs> do you know I, what? I love that. No, it's horrific. <laughs> I it's love got, it, though. It's got nothing to do with It Michael. has not got anything to do. I'll, I'll grant you that. But I, I do really like that film. It was just twisted. I, it's just, it, that one is not for me. But the... They kind of should have given up after the second one, yeah. I think. I mean, they're bringing out a brand new one where, you know, he comes back and it's like, oh, really? How we many don't... have they done in total now? I don't know, 10. 
yeah, yeah. including the, including the two remakes, yeah. probably about ten, maybe more. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it, it's one of those most iconic films. It's one that I can yeah. watch over and over and over again. I mean, you've only got to look at the you know the actual image of it. You've got a pumpkin with a big massive butcher's knife running in front of mm. it. I mean, that is that is John Carpenter all over, and it's yeah. brilliant. Like I say, I'm a big John Carpenter fan. I do. Dude, I mean, The Thing as well. I could talk all day about that and all see, night I've about not, that. See, I've not seen The Thing. It's not It's not one that's on, on any of my yeah, list. It's not. Fantastic film. Because it's, it's quite an old film. One that, it surprises me actually because Halloween is in 1978. That's when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And But the ones that tend to stick in most people's minds are things like The Exorcist. I mean, that was 1973. And yeah. that, is a, that is a chilling film. Yeah. That is massively chilling. I mean, Linda yeah. Blair was amazing in The Exorcist. And mm. it's, I suppose, because it's, it's demonic possession and you've got the, obviously you've got the head twiddling and then you've got the cold piece soup being, you know, vomited mm. out. And the, I think it was the very first film where you had a child yelling curse words. Mm. Uh, and I think that is what shocked a lot of the audiences was the fact that you had this, this young child who was yelling obscenities at Max Van Sydow. I think it's more difficult to shock these days because we have sort of seen it all, haven't we? You know, yeah. you know, it is more difficult to produce horror these days. And I suppose back in the day, we're talking 30, 40 years ago, really. And, and you know, they they were, society was different and it was perhaps easier to, to shock people back then. But I think those sort of films have still t- stood the test of time and still, even today, uh, uh, can be quite horrific. I think The Exorcist, is, again, the music, everyone knows the music from The Exorcist. As soon as mm. you hear it, you think, yeah, that's the music from The Exorcist. I think, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think a good film needs good music. I think a film can be good, but I don't think a film can be great unless it has that little bit extra something. And I think all the great, truly great films have have great music with it, really. Yeah, no, they absolutely do. And I think that it's... Um... You know, like you said, a lot of the older films, they really stand the test of time mm. now. And you look at some of the most recent ones and you think, even like from a couple of years ago, you think, oh, God, that's rubbish. You can't remember them. No, I <laughs> mean, uh, I mean, most of on my list of films, there are there are no films past 1999. Yeah, that doesn't actually surprise me. I can't remember the last. Like I say, I am a big horror fan. I do like my horror and I can't remember the last horror film. I actually went to see because they tend to be franchises now. I mean, yeah. you're going to talk about Saw and all the rest of them, I'm sure. And I suppose, I suppose some of the earlier ones were also franchises, but they seem to lack a little bit of, I don't know, ideas these days. Um, I do like The Purge, I have to say. Yes, The Purge. See, The Purge was genius because it's it's something so different, you know. I wouldn't no. I wouldn't class it as a horror film though because it's not really horror. It's just vanity. Mm. It's yeah. people. It's people getting a, a day to go and stab people and kill people and get away with anything, any crimes that they want. And I think that that's it's a bit shallow. I think sometimes it's hard to define what actually is horror because I think American Werewolf in London is horror. Yeah, you could also say it's comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favourite horror films actually. But it 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 because it it melds those two totally diametrically opposed concepts. And comedy on one hand and horror on the other hand, and yeah. does it really well, really really well. And I, I like that film, I have to say, and it, it plays it for laughs, but it's also pretty horrific and it's got a great ending. I won't spoil it. Really. Oh, no. No, I mean, I, we don't want to give any spoilers to anyone, but most of these films people would have seen. Um, hopefully, anyway. You know, mm. if not, then go, then and, go, watch and, go yeah. and watch them. Absolutely. I did a Twitter poll, actually, okay. um, and I got 86 votes. Nightmare on Elm Street come out top 
with 38% of the vote. Um, Halloween, 34. Friday the 13th, 10. And others. Um, And in the others, there is such an eclectic mix. So I've got a slasher movie nerd, The Exorcist, best of all time. I can't really disagree with that. Um, False Starts podcast. They talk about Scream, which, again, I want to get to because I absolutely loved Scream. Um, You've got uh, Sudden Double Deep. They say Halloween, um, mm-hmm. also Alien and the Thing. Mm-hmm. But if they had the gun to their head, it'd be Candyman, which is what we're going to talk about as yeah. well. Poltergeist is from yeah, uh, Spook Don Collects. Nerds Chatting, Halloween. Um, someone's put the Goonies. Uh, <laughs> Neb Ill Podcast put the Goonies. So thanks for that, Neb Ill. Um, <laughs> hey I think Danny. he needs to re-watch that, doesn't he? Really? Uh, I think so, yes. He thinks um, that's a horror. Uh, well, he's actually put nothing scarier than Sloth and Chunk stealing a pirate ship. <laughs> Um, uh, hey down in front, the ex, the the Exorcist, uh, Smorgasbord, Alien, uh, yeah. not good podcast, The Exorcist, Natalie Hulk, nineteen eighty two has put The Shining, yeah, um, Seb- Kubrick, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Seb Reeves has put the original Japanese version of The Ring, yeah, a lot that of was... Japanese films are very good, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like um, that man on Fat Man, they've picked Evil Dead, which is. That's on nowhere. tonight. And that I, is on tonight, I yes. I don't like that film. I have to say, I've tried to watch it because it's this big classic and it just doesn't do it for me. No, no, it doesn't do it for me. I'm, I'm not a massive fan no. of Evil Dead. Again, it was remade, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it was. Uh, well, yeah, quite a few of them were. Uh, Ken Majors put The Shining, mm. um, The Tangent Lounge put The Omen, and Monkey Fish has put Alien. No so, one for Hellraiser. I know, and that shocks Again, me. Again, I like Hellraiser. That it's... shocks me because that's another film that I do want to talk about is, is Hellraiser. I mean, that is just, you know, this amazing film because yeah. it's so different. You the know. original, the first one. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, because you've got Pinhead, mm. and it's just, it, it's so different, you know, because yeah. he gets sucked, he opens the box, he gets sucked in, and these... Um, uh, Cenobites, Cenobites yeah. just kind of rip his flesh off and turn him into this psycho and he gets locked in the box and his brother and sister-in-law find it and it, somehow they manage to bring him back to, to life as such and he starts raising hell and he and he coerces his uh, sister-in-law who was also his lover for a chart for a bit of time to, to basically lure men in so he could yeah. feed off their flesh. Yeah. It's so quite quite could... different to the later sort of. Yeah, the later ones are really they're quite boring. Yeah, they're not as good. I mean, you've traditional got traditional sort of horror films, uh, aren't yeah, they? They're, which they're... are all right. You know, well, they're B more movie modern type thing. They're more modern horror films, yeah. and modern horror films suck. You know, I mean, you've got Paranormal Activity. Oh, what an absolute load of rubbish! Yeah, it's never just, never seen them. Uh, it, Doesn't appeal. And... It's not even scary. Mm. Um, you've got oh god. Uh, what was, I mean, they just brought out Jigsaw, right? And I've heard nothing but meh things about yeah, Jigsaw. Yeah, again, I thought first one, all right, watchable. Yeah, nothing more but than the, that. I mean, the thing with Hellraiser is, it, it much like Halloween is, it's the music, it's the dialogue, mm. yeah. it's the way that the Pinhead is seen but not seen for mm. the first hour of the film yeah. because he's not actually flesh and bones mm. for about an hour in the film, and then he comes out and he's got all these pins in and. Yeah. Uh, I actually read an interview with the guy that played him, and he said that when he was on set, he could walk around set and no one would know who he was because they'd Not never surprised. seen him without his costume on, without the pinhead yeah. face. Yeah. No one had ever seen him. And he said he spent the entire shoot of the first first film just walking around in between like days when he was having his makeup on or he wasn't about just walking around and not one person challenged him. Mm. It was only when, like at the very, very end, 
uh, of shooting, he took off his, his mask and his makeup and everything. And they were like, oh my God, it's you. And I was like, that's actually really quite strange. And that just goes yeah. to show how good the the makeup was and all the, yeah. the latex and stuff they yeah. put on. Because that really shows that they, they did a very I good job. I do think you need good special effects with a horror. Yeah. You know, some, some films you can get away with a little bit of ropey special effects if they've got a good story. But horror... I think you need a, you need to immerse yourself in it, don't you? And, and yeah. you, you do need those good special effects. And 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 I mean, I know you've not watched it, but I think the thing has that no CGI on that. You know, proper puppets, proper yeah. good special effects. I'd watch it. See, nowadays most horror films tend to go over CGI. Yeah, as like uh, all films, actually, you could argue. Yeah, it, it, there is an overabundance of CGI, and yeah. I think that takes away from the. From the real, it never looks real though. That's the trouble. No, isn't it? I would rather watch a horror film and see it look really cheesy and blatantly obvious. Yeah, but that I would enjoy that more because you know, like yeah. with like with Halloween. I mean, it was just so genius. It was just a guy in a mask mm. with a butcher's knife and a boiler suit. Yeah, Fame, famously, famously a. Um Captain Kirk mask, wasn't it? A William yes. Shatner mask. It was actually William Shatner's face that was yeah. moulded and then they pulled it off and they just painted it white. Yeah. Yeah, and they cut the eyes out and the mouth and the, yeah. the nose holes and, and that was it. Yeah, and I mean, gone are the days of seeing that in the shops. I remember, you know, I used to see that in the shops and mm. you were like, oh, wow, that's yeah. brilliant. And now you've just got knockoff ones. But, you know, the, the original films from the early 70s up to the 80s, it seems that horror was a massive thing, 70s, 80s yeah. and 90s. And well, you had that whole video nasty thing, didn't you, going on at the same yeah. time, where, where video recorders were coming in, and people, you know, were getting things that were had been banned in the cinema and the rest of it, and there was a wider audience for it as well, which I think sort of enco- probably encouraged the genre a little bit. And, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's so many different types of horror, isn't there, out there, you know, and that's what I like about it. And I like, for me, a true, truly a good horror... You, you, you shouldn't know where it's going. You know, it should lead you on a, on a story without you sort of being able to guess where it's sort of going to end yeah, up. Yeah, sort of and thing. that's the problem with most horror films is that they're taking yeah. bits from, from older films and they're making it, it's just obvious. There's no, you know, like with Halloween, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't see it. You wouldn't see it, literally just out of nowhere. Obviously, you get past the Scream Queen, Jamie mm. Lee Curtis, and you get the, don't go in the room, you know, turn on the lights, rah, rah, rah. Mm. But back in them days, you wouldn't, expect that and the exorcist you wouldn't expect what no. happens in the exorcist mm. because it was so new whereas now you get the same regurgitated stuff and the dialogue seems to be a hell of a lot weaker now and i always found yeah. the dialogue was a real strong part for a good horror you know if you mm. could really believe what they were saying and you could be really dragged into the actual film it would be a lot better yeah maybe things were just better thought out in those days maybe we've we've gone into a culture now where things are throw away aren't they you have them yeah. for five minutes you enjoy it and you go on to the next thing and yeah. and perhaps the, the the day of the sort of uh, true classic maybe doesn't exist anymore maybe maybe we're not going to ever have those classics like we've been talking about you know tonight no you know, probably maybe, won't no we'll, we'll have good films but will we ever have classics again there you go that's a topic for well for all. Well, we shall day. see. Let's play uh, play a quick song, and uh, and then we'll get back a couple of uh, more musical numbers as theme tunes as anything, and see if you can guess where this one is from.
this is Michael Winslow, and you're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. Please press the hash key for more now. Hmm. That was not the hash key. That was haunting, that music. Yeah. I love it. I think that's a great, like, that's what makes a great uh, horror film is the is the music and the instrumentals yeah. as well. I knew that was Candyman literally a second into that. I know, yeah, but that's only because well, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. I did literally watch it the other day because it was on. And it's a fantastic film. And if, if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Not now, but, you know, go out and see it because it is well worth it. It's, it's, it's quite horrific. It's not an easy watch, I don't no, think. No, it's not. It's really, it's really quite horrific, especially what happened to, to him as a person. Yeah. You know, his name is Daniel um, before he gets, obviously, but he... He gets into himself into a little bit of trouble with some ladies. He does, and uh, and basically, there's the, a moral to that story. There somewhere. is a moral to that story. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there's a few people that would probably uh, need to take that on on board. Mm. But um, but yeah, you know, they the villagers then grab hold of him, chop his hand off, and change his hand for a hook. Yep. Um, they uh, cover him in honey. Don't cover they? him in honey, and they go to the local bee house and yeah. cover him in bees so that they yeah. uh, they sting him to death. Yeah. Not a nice um, way to go. I would no, imagine. it's not. And they actually go into quite graphic detail about that as well, yeah. which is quite scary. And then, then obviously, you know, shoot to the to the um, modern day when you know the legend is you say mm. his name five times in a mirror. Yeah. It's based around an urban myth, isn't it? Sort yeah. Of, you know, you know, you say as you say, you say his name in the mirror, and he appears. And of course, people don't believe it. So and they do it. Yeah, <laughs> as then, they do in horror films. Sort of and thing. he comes and, and you know he's quite Tony Todd is. He is amazing mm. as Candyman. He's what just... else has he been in? Because he is good in Candyman. God, oh. he's been Tony Todd has been in loads. Off the top of my head, I I really don't know. I'll have to jump onto onto Google mm. and have a look. Yeah, but um, he was very good in that in that film. He, he's he got the character down just right for me. And you know, it's 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 all about is it's about the sort of myth, but it's also about the, the horror in an urban in- environment. Because at one point she's badly beaten up, isn't she? When she goes sort of into I think like the public toilets or something, wasn't she? Yeah. She, she gets really and like you see her afterwards, and you know she, she is. Battered. It's quite horrific, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's not sort of a little bit of makeup, is it? A little cut or something. It's, no. it's it is pretty horrific, and you know that's yeah. He cuts her quite a few times across the body, and yeah. um, the most the most gruesome death for me in that is where he literally he he stands in front of someone and he takes his hook and he puts it right through the belly mm. button and just rips. Yeah, and it's quite it, it is a gruesome film. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Todd has been in uh, well, he's been in Final Destination and Destination Five, Night okay. of the Living Dead, Hatchet, The Crow, Platoon. The Man from Earth, Transformers, The Rock, Wishmaster. Now that is also a great horror film. I've seen that. Yeah, it is a good film. Right? Um, he's obviously been in all the Candyman films, mm. um, and that's it. And he's been in some TV shows as well. Uh, let's have a look. What TV shows? He's been in Twenty Four, um, mm. uh, Splatter. So he's been in quite a few. Then. Yeah, he's done. He's done quite mm. a bit of work. He's he's such a great actor. He's so versatile. Yeah. But he will always be Candyman because he's just. He's so sinister yeah. in that in yeah. that film. He he's so believable, especially the bit where he pulls open his. Uh, it's like a a woolen jacket, isn't mm. it? He pulls yeah. it down, and it's just his chest is just covered in bees, and yeah. he's just his entire body. His chest is open, the cavity's open, mm. and there's honeybees in there, and it's just. It, it's a gruesome film, but it's one mm. that is just so satisfying to watch. Yeah, and it is. He doesn't kill her either because he because she looks like. His wife, at the time he was murdered, that he doesn't kill her. He just toys with her mm. and basically kills anyone around her. 
Yeah. And then she has to, you know, find a way to actually kill him. It doesn't actually kill him because obviously there's a Candyman two and three and four. But um, but yeah, he. It, it's just a phenomenal mm. film. It's, it's like a descent into madness for her as well, isn't it? Because she's this nice little white middle class woman from this nice sort of background, and all of a sudden she's descending into madness. All of a sudden she's, you know, been had up for murder, for example, wasn't yeah. she at one point? And, well, know, yeah, and because she she sits there and says, "Oh, it wasn't me. You know, it was the Candyman." Mm, yeah, and they're like, "What are you on about? Yeah. Shut up!" Yeah. So yeah, she it literally does descend in. She does descend into yeah. madness, and it does drive her insane. And I think. Finally, she succumbs to him, and mm. um, obviously, I think I think at the end of the first one, they both die in a bonfire inside of a yeah. fire. I think, yeah. um, and she comes back at the end of the first one. Spoiler with him covered in bees as well, mm. something like that. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's really really twisted, but it, it's a great film that people tend to forget about. And yeah, it, it's uh, not often on the sort of top ten list is it of people's no. horror but it is very much worth watching I mean it's 25 it. years old crack is it it's 25 years old I remember old. seeing that at the cinema see I remember watching that I must have been about 18 okay maybe younger than that when I first saw it mm. um god yeah I must. it must have been early 2000 so I must have been about 16, 17 when I watched okay. it and that was and that was amazing you know I loved it yeah. back then it was horror films were well, horror films you know mm. none of this rubbish now yeah um but the the one film that will really really stick in my mind is the very first one I can act that actually scared me proper that I jumped behind the back of a sofa. I was fifteen years old when I watched it, and that was Scream. Yeah, again, is that a horror film? Though? See, I would class that as a horror. I film. I mean, it's a parody of horror films, though, isn't it? It's not a horror film. A scary itself. movie is a parody of horror films. I would say Scream is more. I mean, it's a Wes Craven film. It's mm. it, who I it, love. I, I love Wes Craven. Yeah. He's amazing. He's done yeah. some great films. Yeah. But I, it's not really a parody. It, it's more of a, an original horror film. I mean, you've basically got right at the very, very beginning, Ghostface. I mean, in itself, that's quite sinister because it's just mm. a, it's just a mask with a guy in a black. Caftan, it's an really. iconic. <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an iconic dress, though. You see it all the time now, don't you? You do the now. Scream yeah. mask, and, it, and again, I. I've, I feel any any true great film has to have something iconic about it, whether it be the mask or the music or whatever. And that's, that certainly ticks that box. But even the music, though, Red Right Hand, that's such a, a sinister mm. sounding song. It's just I, the, lo- I the like Scream, but I don't consider it a classic. I have to say, it, See, it was. A, I tell you what, it was. It was a reimagining, wasn't it, of, in the modern era of slasher films. And that's exactly what it was. It was bringing slasher films to to the more. Um, well, to the time, it was kind of bringing back the the Jason Voorhees and yeah. the Michael Myers. And yeah, bringing cause, that to because new... they'd gone away, hadn't they? Yeah, and and it, it had been brought back, and for that, it's again, it's a landmark in horror. Like I say, I like them, but I just see, I, I would, I wouldn't class it as a classic, but I would say it was a cult classic. Yeah, because it is a cult film because you've yeah. got it's such a great premise. You know, you've got this unknown guy in a suit mm. killing people. I mean. He knocks off Drew Barrymore at the very, very beginning. You know, yeah. as you heard at the top of the show, you know, what's your favourite scary movie? The most iconic phrase yeah. from any modern day film. I would, yeah. Apart from Saw, you know, I want to play a game, mm. you know, but, you know, going past that. But, you know, you have the, you have Neve Campbell as the, you know, the, the, well, as the protagonist, I would suppose, mm. as, as Sidney Prescott. You've got Courtney Cox, David Arquette. Yeah. Um, Rose McGowan. They were, mar- were they married at the time? They were. They were married during Scream oh. Two. Oh, okay. Um, divorced by Scream <laughs> Three, I think. Yeah. Maybe. 
Because I know that on Friends it changed from Courtney Cox to Courtney Cox Arquette. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you can see when she was married and when she got divorced because it went back to Courtney Cox. Mm. Um, but they, yeah, but they were in that as well. Um, you've got Jamie Kennedy. You've got Matt Lillard. I absolutely love Matt Lillard. He's brilliant. And uh, Skeet Ulrich, who seems to have just fallen off the face of the earth. And mm. between, the, if you've never seen Scream, I am going to give away spoilers now. So if you don't know, just skip across for a couple of minutes. But it, it's just... You know, you've got Billy and Stu as basically as Ghostface. It's both mm. of them, yeah. and they're doing it because Sydney's mum did something to their to to uh, Billy's dad and made him leave because she was sleeping with his dad, and his mum left left his dad and this and basically because of a broken fam- broken marriage, he wanted to go around killing people and killing all of her friends. And I mean, there were some gruesome killings. You know, and mm. it, it was literally just a little knife. I say a little knife. It was a knife, and they would just they'd just stab mm. them or chase them around. But it wasn't like the old slasher movies, like with Jason and with um, Michael Myers, where they were walking slowly. This guy was running. Yeah, it was a reimagining, wasn't it, of, yeah. of of a classic sort of way of doing horror. Really, you know, he was, was trying to update it, and and I think it did it successfully. I think so. I think it was amazing. I think they did. It, it was brilliant. You know, it spawned a, a TV series, which is unfortunately very, very poor. Um, and also five, mm. uh, as of the next coming up film, five films, mm. you know, which it should have stopped at the at, at the first. Yeah. But Trouble is, if films keep making money, they'll keep making films. I know. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, but we've only got ourselves to blame. Unfortunately, yes, we do. I mean, the biggest thing of of that has got to be... A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Because A Nightmare on Elm Street has had God knows how many films. It's had Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. It's it, it's had, well, it's had a They've few. They've got a lot of mileage out of it. They've got <laughs> a lot certainly. of mileage out of Freddy Krueger. But Freddy Krueger yeah. is probably one of the most iconic serial killers. I would call him a serial killer. The, the bloke who plays him, I can't think of Robert Englund. Yeah. Fantastic. He pl- again, he plays him so well, doesn't he? He does. He, absolutely. he really, really does. He absolutely does. And every time I think of Freddy Krueger, I think of that knitted jumper with the holes in it, you know, the green and red striped. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and and I think of and I I think it's even been parodied, parodied on The Simpsons. Yes. So yes. you know, you, know also, you made it then. Also parodied on Rick and Morty as well. Yeah. But this is what gets me, and I always find this quite quite haunting as well. And that's just chilling. Yeah, I need to watch that film again. I've not seen it for a long, long time, too long. And it, it when you look back on these things, because it was a bit, again, a bit of a groundbreaking film because it, it, it focused on the sort of blurring of, of reality, didn't it, between reality and being asleep sort of thing. Yeah. You didn't know whether they were asleep or whether that it was happening in real life. And it seems like a simple concept, but it was a bit groundbreaking in its time. It was. I mean, you know, I mean, how sinister is it that you've got a serial killer who can kill people in their dreams? Hmm. I mean, it was killing teenagers in their dreams. I mean, it was a, a young Johnny Depp uh, was in that and got, yeah. and suitably got murdered yep. in his bed, yep. um, hand through the chest, pulled into the bed. Yep. Um, it would... It, it, that is what scares people. Mm. And even, even today, you can still buy the glove with the razor things on the Oh, yeah, you? you can still get that now. But uh, good, All good sh- shops. Well, yeah, you can buy it anywhere. Yeah. But, um, it, I mean, it's not... I, I saw one the other day when I was out Halloween shopping for my boys. Yeah. Um, 
and you know you you can get them anywhere, but it's just suitably scary mm. when you when you think about it, you know you've got the you, you've got the the melted face the you know the bald hat you've yep. got the the, the cap um, or because the hat. he was he was burned to death originally he was for being he? a pedophile yeah yeah he was he was burnt he was burnt to death uh, and then kind of got sucked into the dream world and mm. that was where he kind of decided to go on a, a killing spree and mm. he would he would you know go grab people in their sleep and and murder them the, and the best villains are the real nasty ones aren't they that they has are I mean, no redeeming features whatsoever no I mean Freddy Krueger is it, if you had to pick a top five um, baddies from horror films you for me you would have uh, Freddy Krueger mm. Michael Myers yeah Jason Voorhees mm. I would have Ghostface and I would also have Jigsaw from Saw. Mm, I would yeah. have Jigsaw because yeah. I think he is he he is vicious. I was never massively into those films. I have to say, I saw sort of you know I don't know how many there's been now, but certainly first one or two were pretty good. But uh, the new one is number eight. Okay, I think Jigsaw one that's just been released is yeah. number eight. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know Freddy Krueger is is one of the most iconic ever serial killers and yeah. um, I remember I was at Northampton Comic Con a couple about a month or a bit ago and there was a guy there dressed up his name's you know and, and he was just scaring people mm. and it was just unbelievable and I just thought do you know what it, I've, it's been a long time since I saw someone dressed up as Freddy Krueger and funnily enough since then I've seen so many people dressed up as Freddy Krueger that I just think oh my god you know, they, they, it just kind of seems to be so many more now dressed up. His name's, it, it, by the way, his name's Matt, by the way. Uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Matt. I think it's Matt Fitz, uh, F-I-T-T-E-S. He is, it's brilliant. And he does several cosplay. And he's a cosplayer. Okay. But he's, I remember he scared, the, he scared the girl. And honestly to God, I was on the other side of the hall and you could hear the scream and it was hmm. terrifying. And it instantly made me think of... The first couple of, like the first 10 minutes of the original Nightmare on Elm Street, where you just hear the piercing screams. And that's when you know mm. it's a good film. Yeah. Because the screams are just, they are piercing. It's mm. not none of those, uh, it's it's a proper like high-pitched piercing yeah. scream. You need like, one of those in a good horror film, don't you? You do, and you don't get that nowadays. You get, you... Well, it's all, it's political correctness gone mad, that's what it is. Because it's... Women are now have to, you know, rightly or wrongly, whatever your view of this is, women are now seen as as, as wanting to be a stronger character rather than just screen queens, aren't or, they? Or so, cannon fodder, yeah. basically, in horror films. Which, which, you know, I mean, you know, you can't, from my personal point of view, you can't disagree with that, you know. It's, no. it's fine if, if women want to be stronger, but you don't get that helpless woman who screams in the woods and then falls over. No, you don't get that. Not anymore, you not, don't. Not know. like you used to. But then you can say about about Jamie Lee Curtis in in Halloween. She, she was, was a strong character. She was a strong she, character. Yeah. And you've got Ripley in Aliens. Yeah, my favourite was. You know, absolutely love that film. Love Aliens, and people people class Aliens as a horror film. I I wouldn't call it a horror film. I'd call it more of a really dark thriller. It's a, it's a horror sci-fi, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of, of both, I think. Um, yeah, love, 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 I mean, Ridley Scott, love love his films. James Cameron, love his films. So yeah. first two, what's not to like, really? You know, it, It's just, you know, it, it's great. And then you can't really talk about Nightmare on Elm Street without talking about Jason Voorhees, as we mentioned, mm. Friday the 13th, yeah. which I think was a great premise because throughout the whole of the first film, the whole marketing was about this guy in a ski mask, mm. But it, it, it turns out it wasn't actually him doing it anyway. 
it was his mum doing it. Yeah. Because the camp counsellors were, were having sex when he drowned. Mm. Um, and then right at the very, very end, he comes out of the water, drags them. Yeah. Again, it's been copied so many times, but so badly by so many different I know, films. You know, but, I mean, Friday the 13th is... It is it's not as good as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street no, or no. as as Halloween, but no. it has that it has that slasher feel to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the archetypal slasher film, really, isn't it? You yeah. know, it, it it sets out, it lays out his stall, isn't it? And and he knows what it wants to be and 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 goes for it and 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 is very successful in what it's trying to achieve. I think. And again, it's it's gone. I mean, how many films are there of that? Oh God, uh, we had Jason Series. X. So last one I last I think last I saw that actually Jason X, which is ten. Yeah. So ten films. It's just a shame that they took such a. Was that the one set in the future? Yeah. Was yeah. On a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> it I wasn't mean, actually that bad either. No, it was. It was awful, Matt. <laughs> it was horrible. It was. Mm. It was. It was just awful. But it, you kind of have to sit and watch that sort of thing. You think, oh my god, this is taking it far too far. I mean, it went too far after the second. Mm. Um, things like those. They those, thought they'd have eight more just to make sure. Yeah. Though, didn't they? But those sorts of horror films need to be left at one or two because... Like most films, really, well, in fairness. Yeah. You know, they don't get better, do they? Very rarely do they They very get rarely get better. By the time they reach 10, you know they're not going to be great. No. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it, it just gets beyond a joke. And then they did the crossover, Freddy versus Jason, and like, who could kill more people? It's like, yay. Yeah. But it's just, it, no, just no. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a shame. But you know, it spoils the memory of the really good early ones, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. because again, they almost become a parody of themselves, don't they? Because they've gone on for so long, you just think, "Oh, another one," sort of thing. What they're doing this time, you know? They're just uh, doing it for well, they're doing it for money. That's what they're doing it for. Yeah, I just like the fact that as with Halloween, they had a different actor playing Jason for each film. They okay. never had the same actor. I didn't know that. The same with uh, Halloween. They never had the same because because of the character. People were becoming very disengaged okay. um, because of the type of character that it was. That they would, that there was fears that they would become the character because they were walking around with a big knife, and it was a, mm. they were using real knives. They weren't using like plastic ones. They were mm. using real knives. So they they had to, one of the one of the um, Michael Myers. He had a breakdown during filming okay. and threatened to kill some people mm. on set. So they kind of thought, Do you know what? No. So they brought someone else in. And you can see the difference in height in Halloween okay. 4. There's a difference in height halfway through the killer. Uh, and you you can see it. Okay. Um, and they did the same with uh, with Jason as well. They had a different actor playing Jason for several of the films. Okay. They would Obviously, you wouldn't have... You'd have, like, one doing number one, then number three, and mm. two and four. And they'd have the same people, but they wouldn't do back to back to back, mm. which is odd. That. Yeah, no, really good. So... Learn something new. I, well, I always like to, yeah. Good. Right, we'll play a couple of songs and then we will, we will be back.
listening to the film and tv show with richard s so yeah i had to throw in there had to throw that in mm. there because i absolutely loved it. i think that is it's like we were saying that, that that's just sinister isn't yeah. it from from friday yeah. the 13th and i yeah. thought it's quite apt to stick that in uh in between those two yeah. songs Very so uh so yeah um saw because that's quite obviously we were talking about jigsaw and, mm. and saw when it came out in 2004 that was Genius. It was Big. good. Yeah, I liked it. Again, it's a common theme running through tonight. Really, I liked it. it, it, it the original, and then lost interest after about number two. Yeah. See, I didn't. I, I liked number two. I thought that was that was good. But then it just got ridiculous afterwards. Mm. I mean, the original one. You know, the first opening scenes where you've got the uh, the woman Amanda with the the bear claw thing on her on her head, 
Um, and then it skips to the guys in that bathroom. You know, they're chained up. One yeah. of them's unconscious. They have to. Chop- it was a good premise, wasn't it? It was based on yeah. a good premise, I thought. You know, but like you say, then they just go stupid because they they've got to go for the next big shock, haven't they? And it just gets more stupid, more stupid, and, and less believable. Actually, the, I think the first ones were believable, and then it just went. Yeah, yeah because the way in which they were killed were were simple mm. but effective. And I mean, yeah. you know, the gore was was there. It was. It it was massively gory mm. and gruesome, but it just seemed to it seemed like you say get worse as as it went. It's like they mm. they run out of ideas, so they were just pinching ideas from bits of other ones and just putting them in. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Whereas the original, the premise was great. You just had these two guys in a room having to, you know, he had to one of them had to gut one and go inside, but they weren't mm. actually dead. They they were just unconscious, and that was mm. twisted. And it actually turned out to be. The actual killer or something. It, it, it was twisted and you didn't mm. see it coming. What do you think to Hostel were on that? See, I like Hostel. The I first thought, one was good. I thought Hostel was brilliant. <laughs> see, the bit that gets me, it always gets me in Hostel is where he's standing in the toilet cubicle and they slice his Achilles heels mm. or his, his tendons. They slice them and I, I, that is just gruesome. But I liked Hostel. I thought it was... Yeah. It was interesting because it obviously a lot of people go travelling and they stay in hostels yep. and just that entire premise, it's believable. Mm-hmm. You could actually think that people would actually do it. It's much like we've taken. I know the, it's not the, a horror the film. Best, the best horror films are ones that are fantastic but yet believable, I always think. You yeah. know, that you could think, yeah, I could actually see that happening. And you sort of could see that happening a little bit, couldn't you? Although, you know, it was a bit fantastical, the actual sort of premise of it. You could sort of see something happening when you go to these countries, you know, something bad happening in some sort of way. And it, it, I think it tapped into that, didn't it? As you say, a lot of people go backpacking around Europe. They do. And, you know, they, they stay in hostels because it's cheap. Yeah. And that sort of stuff can happen. It's, I mean, something ha- probably happens anyway, but nowhere near as bad as yeah. that. But it, it's believable that something like that would yeah. happen, that you would end up in that situation. Mm. It could totally happen. And I think that's what makes it so... It makes it a lot worse. It, it, it hits you more because you were like... That could actually happen. Yeah, you know, and and it, it was a great film, and mm. I think there was two of them, wasn't it? Hostel, yeah. One the second two. one, the first one was two boys, wasn't it? And the second one was two girls. Yeah. And it, it just it, again, it was a, it was almost a parody, really. For yeah. me. It was just again, you could sit and watch it, but it it, it didn't have great. the same impact the no. second time round no. um, as the first one because it was kind of the same regurgitated stuff. Yeah. And it just didn't kind of... You it, could you could believe two lads sort of losing it over two good-looking, gorgeous women, but not the other way around. It doesn't work, does no. it, really? It just doesn't work so well, I don't think. No, and it doesn't. It's a bit like Ghostbusters, which I haven't seen, which is a horror film of a totally different kind, isn't it? <laughs> well, the well, remake. Well, the remake is, yeah. yeah. It's a horror film of a completely different one, yeah. yeah. Uh, I refuse to watch it. Yes, <laughs> and, and rightly so, and anyone else should refuse to watch it as well. I mean, you've got... On the different, on the other side of the, the film, I want to talk about a, a film called Shocker. I've not seen this one, so I don't think. Anyway. And I have seen this, and I didn't realise I saw it until I rewatched the trailer for it because mm. I was I was researching horror films, and I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, I want to find some horror films that maybe no one's ever seen. You know, like Wishmaster. Yeah. No one's yeah. really. I ever, like that film. It's I love Wishmaster. Film. I think yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Film. I think it's very very good. Yeah. Um, I believe it's a Wes Craven film as well. Yeah. Um. And uh, People and Under I, the Stairs is another good Wes Craven film. Yes, absolutely. I like that film. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, and I was, I, and I come across it, and it's just a, a, a guy in a electric chair, and he's, he was frying, and I was like, 
that looks familiar. So I clicked the train. I was like, I have seen it. I actually had it on DVD at one point. Okay. I don't know, I've obviously sold it at a car boot somewhere. But I remember watching it and watching the trailer made it all come flooding back. And basically, um, it's it, it's a very early Wes Craven film. It's uh, 1989. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, a guy called Horace Pinker. And it's played by Mitch Pelleggi. Okay. And I, I didn't even click that it's him. I mean, Mitch Pelleggi's been in so many different TV shows mm-hmm. and films. And... Um, uh, basically, he gets he gets arrested for some brutal murders, and he gets uh, he gets caught by this detective, and the uh, they stick him in the electric chair. But what they don't know is he sold his soul to the devil, so that when he dies, he becomes electricity, and he can take <laughs> over people's bodies. Okay, um, it, it's very far fetched, but it's quite quite genius. Mm. And uh, the detective's son is um, is adopted, and he has this weird connection with the killer okay. and basically he can kind of see into his mind it's really odd mm. there but, are some really weird horror films out there yeah, i have to say but it, it was it's such a, it's such great fun to watch because it's so it's just so weird because mm. he just literally as as an as electricity he, he takes his own form mm. but he's all like electricity and like a bit like in spider-man 2 uh, one of the new spider-mans with uh, jamie fox okay. when he becomes electricity um, and he can, and uh, Horace can jump into different bodies and possess them and kill people. And uh, I think I have seen this. Actually, did, did, does he move from body to body as he touches each yeah. body? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fact, I have seen that. That's a good film. Actually. Yeah, and he can jump. He can jump into lights and any form of electricity. He can jump and, yeah. and like travel through. Mm. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't ruin it. You guys who are listening, you should definitely try and find this if you can. Mm. Bargain bin more than likely. Um, or you can find you may be able to find it on Amazon. You might have to buy the DVD. You won't be disappointed if you buy the DVD. It's it, it's just rip roaring fun. It's a horror film and it's gruesome as well. There are some real mm. real gruesome bits in it, but it's great fun. Yeah, it's absolutely great fun. Now, it's it is brilliant. Going completely off topic, is the Matrix a horror film? For different reasons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Matrix isn't a horror film. No, okay. absolutely not. No, it's more of a. Yeah, I would action. argue it is. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. There's no because for a horror film, it has to be it has to be loads of murder and yeah. gore and well, they it murdered on... the whole human race virtually in the Matrix. No, they didn't. No, they didn't murder well, the whole human race. Nice. They enslaved them. It's slightly different, mm. but uh, but no, definitely not a horror film. Okay, but um, but yeah, the last film is Pet Cemetery. Again, that's not one I've seen. Brilliant film. It's mm. based on a Stephen King book from 1983. Do you know what? Weirdly, I don't like Stephen King books or films, generally speaking. There are uh, one or two good ones out there. It being my favourite. The original. Yeah, I've not seen the remake. Although the remake's meant to be good. I've it's heard. done a lot of money. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean it's good. That is very true. But it's done a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, Pet Cemetery is basically, it's, a, it's 1989 again. Uh, it's a great horror film. Uh, based on a Stephen King book, the book is actually much better than than mm. the film, which it usually is. And it's basically a, a family move into a house. Uh, the cat dies, so they go and bury it in this cemetery, which mm. brings them back to life. Yeah, obviously the cat isn't the same. It's quite um, in, in in the main character's own words, it's dead in the eyes. So mm. it's not technically alive. It is just a reanimated, a reanimated corpse. 
and um and yeah and so then this their two-year-old son dies so he buries his two-year-old son <laughs> in the cemetery and right. the two-year-old son comes back to life and yes, goes on a do. murdering spree yeah um and then it, it, the, the the son kills the the neighbor and his mum so the husband goes and buries the mum quicker than he buries his son in the hope that mm. the same things doesn't happen and it just ends on her tapping him on the shoulder saying darling and it just ends okay so it's it, but it is creepy mm. it's a real dark yeah. creepy mm. film uh, the book is a lot darker and a lot more yeah. horrific and Steve, a lot more Stephen gory. King writes like that though doesn't he sort of thing, he does you know? yeah he does it's not out and out horror with King sometimes is it it's more sort of it, it's the insinuation yeah, yeah. and it's the picture that he paints that mm. I think is more scary yeah. with a lot of his work, which is you know, a testament to to how great he is as mm. as a writer. Is is you know? Misery a Stephen King? Mm, I'm not. Sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. Mm. But that's a great film. It is a great film. You know, there are a couple of uh, you know back shelf uh, horror films. So you've got like Reanimator. Yeah. Um, any of the Hammer horror films? Mm. There's yeah. loads of them. There was one that was actually banned from this country. A Hammer horror film. I can't think which one it was, but. Um, mm. That just made it more popular for DVD sales. Yes. I think yeah. it tends to be the case, yeah. but but unfortunately, you know, most modern horror films now are mm. mere ripoffs of, yeah. the, of the old originals. Can I have they? an honourable mention for The Fog as well? I like yes. That. Oh yes. I the, like that film. The original, not the horrific. I, remake. I didn't even know there was a remake, yeah. and, and now you've really spoiled it because now I know a, there's a remake. There is a remake. There's always a remake. Hollywood well, get bored true. and just end that up remaking yeah. whatever they want. But yes, it's um, it does have a remake. Okay. So which I uh, won't be watching. Don't watch it. No, no, it's horrible. But you know, I mean, rightly or wrongly, I think that modern horror films are. Nowhere near as good but as not, the original. It's easy to say that, isn't it? Oh, it's better in my day, but it, it's sort of true a bit. You I know, think. I think nowadays we scare differently. We do, yes. And uh, I think we're used to the, the tried and tested stuff, and people mm. just can't get past that. You know, they go to psychological horrors, and that doesn't tend to work very well either. Yeah. I mean, I th- horror has changed because, I mean, we're not spoken about the Blair Witch Project yet. No, we were going to speak. I was going to speak, well, but we kind of run out of time mm. a little bit. But the Blair Witch Project was. Basically, that was great because it was a whole yeah. film. It changed things, though, didn't it? It did because you didn't actually see anything. Yeah. And it was the first one promoted on the internet. It was. And In it a was big also, way. It, it was massive. But that's only because the propaganda they put out made it out like it was a real true story. Mm. And a lot of people actually believed it was a true story. Yeah. There is absolutely no truth in what happened no. at all. They're all alive. They're yeah. all very well living off their money um, that they got for the film because yeah. uh, they got a lot of royalties for that because yeah. of the promotional work they did. And that was what made it genius. Yeah. And that was 1999. And, and it cost was, five quid to make or something, didn't it? it uh, $500,000. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Uh, make, is what they, they did to, uh, to make that film. I and should it, imagine it's the most successful film there's ever been in comparison to how much it cost. Well, it was an independent film. No, it only made $40 million, or $39.7 million. But that's US gross. That's not mm. worldwide. I don't yeah. know what it did worldwide, but US gross was $39.7 uh, mm. uh, Worldwide, I should imagine, it made a few. Films. Yeah, I mean, it's had a brand new remake, so, okay. you know. But the, the re- it, it was great because it was... You didn't see anything. It mm. was all camera work. It was all shaky camera. A lot of people and... were disappointed with it, but I quite liked it. When it I was, saw it, it, it was probably the only decent psychological thriller because things like Paranormal mm. Activity, no. Mm. Just, it, 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 I've never liked those, mm. you know. Um, I just think that most horror films nowadays are rubbish. Yeah. Uh, they're nowhere near as good as the other ones, and they yeah. won't, and they never will be, I yeah. think, because they rely too much on poor dialogue yeah. and just literally... St- 
gore. Maybe as... it's the death of horror we've witnessed in Maybe. our lifetime. Maybe. Or too Maybe. great horror. Yeah, probably. That's it. On that depressing note. On that depressing <laughs> note, yes, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much uh, for joining me, Matt. It's all right. It's been pleasure. an absolute pleasure. Yeah. I love having you on. It's yeah. brilliant. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's, uh, I'm really, really glad that you guys are listening and that you're enjoying it and you're enjoying the podcast. If you can leave me a review, that'll be amazing. If you can um, drop me a DM with your favourite horror film, that'd be amazing, on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. You can find us on any of those. Please, please uh, hit the subscribe button and share with your friends as well so that they can listen as well because that would be amazing so that we can f- get people can find us more organically. Um, I am off to Comic-Con at the uh, end of November to Reading Comic-Con where I'll be doing some live feeds, uh, some interviews with some of the cosplayers, the organiser and some of the uh, stars as well. You can buy your tickets on there. Find them on Facebook, Reading Comic-Con and on Twitter, con at con Reading. Um have a look in there. Obviously, keep an eye out for the reviews that we're doing for that I'm doing for the Yaxley Gazette, the uh, Hampton Gazette, and Stanground Gazette, as well as in the Scene Magazine, uh, Queen Bee, and you can also find um, some reviews on the WordPress as well. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or anything, please just drop me a message on any of the social medias, and I will speak to you all next week. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it. You can help me to stop it.